0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Roads, episode 266.
1: Another exciting episode because we've got a lot of movies to talk about and a brand new guest who has never been new on guests. the program before.
0: We've been getting we're, some new guests gonna in be, here. We're
1: going to be talking about the age of Adeline, Unfriended, Adult Beginners, and a special revival screening of Tron and the Black Hole that nice. I went to. A lot to talk about. Um,
0: yeah, do a quick uh, earbuds update. Um, our guest actually we was going over his interview we've got some got some nice sound bites uh it's looking good we were getting into the rough cut stage so we're we're
1: getting a lot of emails and questions like hey how's the movie doing and it's good it's just like because it's a documentary it is a slow editing process so dear lord (laughs) (laughs) it is very slow but it is progressing and we are still on track to premiere at um, do a preview screening mm-hmm. at Podfest this year.
0: Yeah, and we just locked down some more shows. The uh, Scar Brothers are in. Um, Kevin Avery, who's been on this show, uh, him Since and Washington and, is th- the greatest th- actor. <laughs> actor of all time. Period. Him <laughs> and W Kamu Bell. That yeah. podcast, <laughs> I love it. Have- they they have a. I guess it's a fan Twitter account called Denzelitz. <laughs> and so they, they jumped when I announced it on Twitter, they jumped on it. So oh, that's great. I'm excited because then we can have W Cuomo maybe uh if he can perform at the festival on the Saturday night stand up show.
1: Oh cool. We have indoor kids too. So Kumail will be is a, there.
0: Yeah. So uh the festival's coming together, mm-hmm. LAPodfest.com dot com for tickets and uh and um I was just at the Sofitel, by the way. They had some like art show photography yeah. of, mm-hmm. of Picasso or something like that it was really cool. They're doing really cool stuff. Um, with the lobby, and I, I'm. Excited. Oh, you
1: mean they're they're redoing the
0: architecture? Not redoing the architecture, but just they. You know that big metal sculpture that's like a loop in the lobby of yeah, the Sofitel yeah. hotel. Mm-hmm. They projected this event's logo on it. Really? Yeah. And Julia, who does the the sales at the Sofitel, goes, "Look at that!" I was like. I was like, oh, she goes, we can do that. They have flat screens in the lobby. She goes, we can put, I was like, oh, dude, Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. in. So, and we're lining up some more sponsors to pay for some fun parties and stuff like that, so.
1: And pay for projecting onto the uh, lobby sculpture.
0: (laughs) I think we could fit that in. We'll figure that out. <laughs> Just the, the, Can you imagine that
1: everything has paid for him? Like, but that'll be an extra 30,000. <laughs>
0: yeah, the 30 grand to shoot on the, the metal ribbon. That yeah. seems like an expensive it thing.
1: Seems, well, you didn't, you know, it's, that's how, what's uh, what it costs.
0: It's alien technology. Yeah. We can't divulge where we got it from. Um, well, let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest. Uh, he has a podcast uh, on the Sideshow Network. That's actually mm-hmm. how we met him was through Sean Merrick. Yes. Who has introduced us to many people. Sean mm-hmm. Merrick uh, was our former, intern yes and now a show.
1: producer at sideshow now
0: yeah we he have got a job that actually paid
1: yeah uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> more than just uh, bottled water and free comedy film nerds t-shirts i
1: know so he's yeah he's um He's doing better than we are. He's, <laughs> He's actually making he got a more salary in uh podcasting. podcasting. Than we yeah. are.
0: <laughs> that motherfucker. How the fuck did he pull that out? Um, so he actually when we did a last year, last spring, we we interviewed a bunch of people at Sideshow and our guest here he is uh, Chris Denson, ladies and gentlemen. Hey.
2: Hey, hey guys! Hey, it everybody! A, it
0: was a long intro. I know. You, know, you were like yeah. Jesus. I, wanted, like,
2: I kept wanting, to, like, it was like double Dutch. I kept wanting to jump <laughs> in. I <was> like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. But you guys, are, you guys are going so well. What now, Chris, say. tell us about your podcast. Um, it sucks, but I do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's free though, right? It is. It's free. <laughs> yes, yeah. it sucks, and it's free. It's um, that's <laughs> a, a, a bad combination. No, it's uh, Innovation Crush. Um, so we cover like all things marketing ideas, like you know, just where the cool stuff is coming from. Mm -hmm. So if you think about like a fast company, if you ever you know pay attention to an outlet like that where it's, you know, who's doing the most creative stuff in business, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But then we infuse a lot of humor into the show. So I always tell people it's like a cross between fast company and the daily show. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, we like to have fun. I don't want to have like a... NPR kind of conversation with, with because Mark. Now shout out to NPR. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: big shouts to NPR. Well, that's cool.
2: I'm and happy to be guest number two sixty six. Welcome. Mm-hmm. That is that's quite that's a lot of lot of podcasting. That is a that lot is of podcasting. man. That's a
0: lot of movies we've talked yeah, about.
2: Well, and you know we've always said
1: since we started two sixty eight and we're done.
0: So, so, that's, yeah, yeah. Two so sixty eight, and we owe you one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we're about to shut this thing down. Yeah, so yeah, hope more. this is fun. <laughs> um, yeah, we've also done twenty nine spoiler reps. Yep. So really, we're closer to three hundred shows. Nice. Yeah, which is uh, amazing. But we, we, we gotta. I know we we've talked about this. we actually have to do some type of special episode three hundred special thing.
1: Yeah, maybe
2: we'll do a live show. Maybe, yeah, at the Improper Got to get uh, Leonidas in here from the 300. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <So> then, <laughs> that way. Okay, I just like Just have it. a massacre on the... <laughs> yeah. um, Live on the podcast He well, can bring gonna... his own green screen
0: Well, we're gonna We're gonna, uh, you know Bury ourselves into the improv And then have an army attack us And we'll fight to the death And yeah. we're gonna That's how our last <laughs> Episode
2: time. 300 Episode 300 is gonna be fun Let me know when you're When you're taping it So I won't be here yeah. <laughs>
0: Come on to die on our show Come if on your you Twitter could, numbers will go up You could market it Don't be a pussy <laughs> <laughs> Exactly Don't be a pussy um, all right well let's get into let's get into some cinema pictures
1: yes talk, let's uh, I want to hear about the age of Adeline
0: okay age of Adeline um so uh, if you guys have s- perhaps seen the tr- the trailer on this uh, age of Adeline I the trailer makes it look like it's kind of a female Benjamin buttons she um that's a good way of putting it right like yeah kinda, female Benjamin Buttons. that's what I thought it was kind of gonna because Benjamin buttons you know was obviously he's aging backwards and we sort of there's only one button by the way he had Benjamin a Benjamin Button. Well, the DVD extras. He, he has got DVD an extra DVDs.
1: button. Buttons. He has a twin brother. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Buttons brothers. The Buttons brothers. Yes. But They look great.
0: they. <laughs> <laughs> well, one age is the other way, and then they yeah. met. They met at like forty-seven. They. <laughs> the buttons brothers. So, um, I'll call that movie whatever I want. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so
0: the ages of Adeline. Yeah. Um, no the Age of Adeline uh that's what I kind of thought it was going to be. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to kind of see her go through history. It's a little more um of a love story and kind of how it, it's it's an interesting dilemma of someone who doesn't age and how they would have to deal with that. Um it's de- it's decent. Yeah. Um She's you know Blake Lively does a really good job. She's she's a, she's a good actress. She plays this character well cuz she's now the movie is is here in sort of modern time San Francisco. But she does a really good job of of carrying herself like an older woman that knows a lot, but is just in a young woman's body. Isn't that kind of like a a vampire? Like basically I mean, she is a
2: vampire. Okay. So I was thinking, <laughs> Benjamin Button. If Benjamin Button was a vampire, yeah,
0: yeah, who didn't is it drink it blood? Like a
2: past lives theme, where you kind of
1: gain all the knowledge of the past.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It is that. Like she flashes back on these relationships that she's had and her thing. And and this is the thing. I was just on the fence of whether I thought this was was kind of a contrived uh, plot device. Of she feels like some government guys come after her early on. Mm-hmm. You know, when she's like in her mid to late 40s and she still looks like a girl in her 20s and they're like, what's going on and the FBI? And they, 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 they couch it under this. it's the 50s during the, the communism scare. So the FBI is tracking her down and that justifies why she has to be on the run and change her name and all this stuff.
1: Because they think spy, stolen identity, that kind yeah, of stuff.
0: Whatever, secret yeah. technology, right. they don't age. Hmm. So that's the thing you're like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll buy that. Like, it didn't make me go, what? Bullshit. But I also wasn't like, sure. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay.
2: You have suspended disbelief. I, yeah, I see. Sus- <laughs> well, yeah. I think for me, it was kind of like the question of like, what, what you know, what would life be like if, if you didn't age? Right. You know?
0: And so maybe you would have to go on the run or something, bec- But but because she's like, you know, they'd poke and prod me and I'd be this freak and okay, I guess I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People would want to draw her blood, whatever. Okay, so I just sort of bought that. But it did bring up the, the question of, you know, as she gets older, her daughter is now in her 80s and is an, is an old woman. And, you know, she's like, mommy. And uh, the daughter is, is, is played by, let me bring up her name. Uh, oh, Ellen Burstyn. Does a great job. And they do, there's these great scenes together where they're, it should be a grandmother grandchild, but they have the dynamic of a mother daughter, which is really cool. You know, like uh, Blake Lively's like, well, you should do this. Oh, mom. Like there's, there's that kind of stuff. And they do it sort of a nice subtle way. Um, there's interest. It is. It is. It is interesting to see. This is a movie. I wouldn't say rush out to see it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I would. It'll be. It's going to be. On you a- have time. You have time. You have a lot of time. Um, This will be a DVD. You'll see this on a plane. It'll. I think
2: it's one of those movies like you get you get to play with a lot as far as like the you know the plot goes and Mm -hmm. like those like that dynamic between mother daughter and you know relationships and all those. I think from a directorial standpoint you get to play around a lot with what that life would be like.
0: And that's interesting and those are the, what you're drawing up is those are the parts of the movie that are really good. I think when you string it together as a whole there's some sort of predictability in the ending where you're like okay fine. But all those things you're talking about and getting to play with that is really interesting and history and and you know how would you do that and and I don't want to spoil stuff but just like you know, she, this guy is interested and he meets her and then, you know, people she meets or that there's always that, like, Oh my god, you haven't age today and it's right. like, Oh ha, ha you know, gotta go or you know, like you look right. like your mother. Yeah. Well I do, you know. it's <laughs> like So there's a lot of so that stuff's that stuff's cool. So I I think it's worth if you come across it without having to make much effort, I think this movie's okay. <laughs> Nah, it Do you does know I mean? actually. It's not, like, yeah. Rush out, get early tickets, right. or whatever. But it's it's and, and those things are interesting. Cool.
1: So should we have our guest go next with Adult Beginners?
0: Yes, I want to hear about this film.
2: Uh yeah. So you know, I um, it, was, it was it was a good ride, right? The Plas Brothers kind of came in and and told this story of uh, it was Nick Kroll, um, mm-hmm. his character kind of loses everything, ends up going back to his hometown, reconnects with the sister, and you know, life kind of turns upside down for him for a little mm-hmm. while. Um, but it was good. It was just good to see Nick Kroll like not as a character, mm-hmm. right? To see what uh. sorts of acting chops he really has mm-hmm. um and i felt like you know duplass film style is like enough of a you know a one noter <laughs> to right so to, wait so
0: ross cast directed it but the duplass brothers are like produced or yeah he, oh, exactly
1: okay, okay, okay. got it um god I, I went to college with ross oh, many you? years ago yeah in philly mm-hmm. so uh he was uh it's funny how you see the project the trajectory of careers he was uh one of those Kid Prodigies, where he was a a full-time DJ, like on one of the radio stations, as he was going to uh, um, college for film, uh, while we were, and uh, and then he moved to New York.
0: So what, so I'm literally, because this movie, I was unclear, just, I, I haven't seen it, but like, so it's, is it more drama than comedy, or... It's
2: dramedy. It's oh, okay. definitely like I thought it was going to. You, you, you hear Nick Kroll, like you're, you're like, oh, it's going to be funny, and then of right. course, like you you see a trailer, and it's like most of the funny bits, but it you know it, it has this somber, tender tone to it. Right, it, you know him um, starting out at this is like tech entrepreneur and loses. And it becomes basically a, a caregiver for yeah a sister's for the, kid, exactly, right? and mm-hmm. so um, and so that whole like adjustment period of him like learning to take care of a kid and not mm-hmm. be you know not be so selfish and you know you start to get into all, all these really interesting family dynamics mm-hmm. and history. You know the parents have like one of the mom died some years ago, but uh-huh. he wasn't around, mm-hmm. and so like because you know when they first him and his sister first encounter each other there's like um it's just kind of like she's not really paid like she doesn't care that he showed up kind of thing but and then but they also but you also see like a really good brother sister connection like uh, develop over the course mm-hmm. of time um but yeah it was i mean it was interesting and the, the the funny stuff was funny but I did, it wasn't like laugh out loud and like i'm on the floor funny but it was it was good enough you know some of the beats that were that were part of it so it wasn't
0: were, like the comedy failed did, did you feel like it was the, just subtle it was, it was like, just subtle and it, yeah. did, did it did it did it help did it land
2: yeah, no, it it's like the you know it worked it worked mm-hmm. for the tone of the movie right like uh, so part of it is you know he's back in his hometown and then he goes to like the local whatever you know dollar store it looks kind of looks like a dollar store to buy some swim swim trunks and of course it's like hey like some high school friend of his recognizes mm-hmm. him and that guy actually works there and he's like tell me something make me jealous like, and so mm-hmm. there's this whole exchange between them it's like but nick of course does not remember the guy like what, what, whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of a dickish in the, like in the moment but so it's like he gets gets to be you know some of what you're familiar with with nick roll but also mm-hmm. just like shows a little bit more range in terms of oh, that's
0: that's that you know i like when comics get to do that i like mm-hmm. when they're given the opportunity to show a little a little more range because obviously you know a, a lot of comics you know there's a lot of pain in the comedy and so yeah. when you're given the opportunity and so often um comedians are sort of who is it? David Huntsberger said it best. Like comics, sometimes are treated as the sort of like the party favor, or just sort of the you know what I mean. Right. They're just sort of come in and and you know dance and yeah. joke a joke, joke and and break the tension. Yeah, exactly. yeah. do something funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Look, the wacky buddy, the, the right. crazy neighbor, you know, with the with the crazy wig and the mustache or whatever, and so
1: make I, everyone else feel better about being at the party. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is good to hear. And, I, and how is Rose Byrne?
2: great you know it uh just the the characters she played i mean they were all like they were all just really solid performances right you know um there was a, again it just dealt with a lot of dynamics and interesting b stories that were happening so from a, from a story standpoint it was well constructed right it, you know there was a lot of You know it is, like, come the middle of the third act, there's a a lot at stake for everybody, (laughs) right? Um, But I think the performances, you know, were really just uh, solid.
0: That's that's good to hear, because I don't know that the trailer – showed it as much as what you're saying you know right. what i mean like yeah. the trailer i i was like you didn't oh. get all that information i didn't get i was i was so unclear with i mean i was like this could be what you're talking about but i'm like it also could be
2: that's how i felt yeah that's when i when i saw the trailer i was like mm, uh, let me let, let's see right? let's like, <laughs> <laughs> just let's see what happens um and all i was talking earlier it was you know i was like i have a two-year-old and a 10-year-old and so sometimes my, like my excitement filter or what's quality is a little bit different because I'm like, oh, I get to get out of the house. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. Great. Yeah. It's the best <laughs> <movie ever. laughs> Can you play it again, please?
0: I want to let the kids stay at home. For a so, while. Like, so, a
2: lot of times, I'll be talking to my friends about films I just saw, and they're like, "Really, you like that?" But, but also, I think <laughs> no, it, I liked being out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I didn't say anything about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, you know, but also, think it, it helps you to appreciate like the art of filmmaking, right? It's like right. the um, the Louis. C. K bit and he was like, oh, Verizon sucks, AT and T sucks. He's like, well, you go out, you make AT and T. see how easy it is, right? Like, you know, like we shit on films. So, so this is that's which is the name of another podcast. <laughs> 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 shit on
0: films. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. All right. Um, uh, well, let's. I'll, let me talk about this real quick. Unfriended.
1: Absolutely. No, I. I'm surprised that movie met your eyeballs.
0: Um. <laughs> Well, there was some, there was some scheduling <laughs> that just sort of some time needed to be filled in. Just yeah, to get it, out of the house. Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> yes. it, it,
1: it, it, I, it couldn't have been intentional. That's what I was thinking. Uh, no, I wasn't like a plan. It was yeah. like, oh, okay, like you should. Sure I can't see. wait to see this film. I yeah. bought tickets in
0: advance. I was looking at what was playing, going, all right. Well, it's the. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like
1: a, oh, you sat in
2: the wrong theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Six, not sixteen. <laughs> Damn it. Um... <laughs> So this movie, uh, here's what happens, and it's, it's it's this is all in the trailer. So there's a high school girl that you know has some video that goes online, that goes viral of her doing something we don't know what, you know, something you know naughty she shouldn't have done, gets cyber bullied and commits suicide, mm-hmm. and then uh, so it's I, comedy. It's a joke filled, <laughs> <rap ride. laughs> cyber bullying suicide. Um, so. Uh, so I think it's a, either a year or two uh, on the anniversary of her death and all of her friends are all getting together on Skype to have a Skype chat and talk about they're going to go to some concert and they're just being knucklehead high school kids. And um, this profile keeps popping up like, who is this? We can't get rid of it. And the person starts saying things. So basically the, the girl that killed herself comes back from the dead to haunt these people. With a computer. With a computer.
2: <sighs> and Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi.
0: And wi- yeah. <laughs> yes, the well they have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi at, and in the afterlife at a good yeah. up. <laughs> so that's the thing that's like okay so ba- the majority of the movie is you're through the, the lead character's eyes uh, the, I forget her name she, she plays um, one of the teenagers that's Shirley all you have Hennin, to say yeah one of the teenagers <laughs> so the the whole movie is you're basically at a Skype chat so, and I'll give the filmmaker credit for this. It is a very innovative way um, to, to, to tell a horror story and to go through this. And the thing that I will give the filmmaker credit for, because sometimes I was like, I really, the whole, I was in the movie, they go, really, the whole, I gotta watch a fucking Skype chat for 90 minutes? But they do some innovative things and I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence. And I'm, I'm really curious to hear other people listening to this, if you see it what you thought. Because the things that they did well I'd love to know how the script for this was done.
1: So it's better than the marketing, that's for it's sure. It's better then.
0: than the marketing because...
1: The marketing makes it look like every other horror movie ever made except Dumber.
0: Right. The, the thing that is interesting is how they handle this. And I really get the feeling... When you watch these teenage movies, usually the acting isn't that great. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of them stands out and you go, well, that's going to be the person we're going to see 15 years from now still acting. Right. The rest of them, you're like, oh, you're pretty, and you're 19, so they didn't have to pay child wages, you know? (laughs) You look like you're 16, so... We'll see one of the three Blair Witch kids again. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You're like, oh, you're from Final Destination 3. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, But the conversation, the Skype chatting conversation, a lot of it felt like it was, I don't know if this is the case, but it felt like it was improvised enough to keep it, Sound like a bunch of teenagers talking over each other And you know like I'm just talking shit to you But you're kind of You know what I mean And then there's Mm -hmm. Periodically everyone is on the same But
2: visually are we just Are we literally just seeing screens Like a Yes
0: So this And once it I'll give the filmmaker credit. Once As soon as I started going Oh come on This is gonna go on forever Something interesting would happen The ghost or demon or whoever uh, You know because they're very accurate. These kids, you know, two of them are texting each other on yeah. their own. They're checking their Facebook. They're on multiple screens. So all of a sudden the ghost is, d- is doing these things or this dead girl or whatever is doing these things that starts to become like – because at first they're all like, oh, someone's hacking. This isn't cool, not funny. Mm-hmm. And then the, the things keep happening. It's like, well, wait a minute. How could you do that? I can't close the account. I can't del- – this is weird. And why am- – they're saying things mm-hmm. and then like – I know what you, it's kind of, I know what you did last summer kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. here's photos that you thought nobody knew about. And here's all this stuff. And it's <laughs> like, um, there's something, I don't know. There was something there. I was like, there's something intriguing about this. And, and it was, it was innovative. I'm just curious to hear what anybody else has. No, to this is, is
2: right. like it was like just interesting enough, right? Like, yeah. like to keep your <laughs> attention. Yeah. So, well, let's
1: uh, you know what, hit, hit the message boards because we know somebody out there in, Comedy Film Nerd Land has seen it. Uh, get your kitten hands up, type into the message boards, and uh, we want to hear what you thought of unfriended.
2: Yeah. Because Graham's not sure.
1: Chris Nansen <laughs> just said it
0: though is it just interesting enough. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like I, it, it, there was um and I, I, forgive me, but it, there was a short film I, I saw. It was part of the competition. It was like, hey, go watch this film and vote for it. And it was say, similar sort of concept. All cyber, like that's all you see on screen mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. technology. But it's basically like this whole relationship boyfriend girlfriend makeup break up, you know over something that he thought he saw on like, oh, who's Sean on your Facebook right. page and like but it's it's a really good glimpse into like how these kids sort of interact with one another like it, but mm-hmm. also to take that. You know, that day-to-day communication, like when cell phones first started popping up in movies, right? Like, right. You, you used to have to be in a phone booth or at a desk <laughs> or in right. the kitchen to make the phone call. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, in the cars. And the, so you, the action or whatever, the, the medium and the technology starts to play into the mm-hmm. storytelling. And so I, I'm curious to see more films that do that well, right? Because it's an art in, an art in and of itself. It is.
0: And, that, and that's you touch on a good point.
2: There'll be more that do it poorly, I'm sure, sure. Sure. I'm sure there's a ton who
1: have.
0: <laughs> right, but it, it's, it's, it's just interesting enough that I can see why the budget on this is low. The shooting was pretty easy to do.
1: Limited location. Limited
0: location. I mean, you could have put all these kids in one house and put them in each different room. I mean, you could have had one location and shot this thing in probably 25 days.
2: They're also being sued by Skype. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you just put that as a line item. And yeah, just like...
1: From their ghost department.
0: But I think it's, it is intriguing. And, 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 and Chris Denson, what you just said of was an interesting use of this technology to tell the story. Too many times that's a gimmick right you know what i mean
1: yeah absolutely and, like found footage
0: like found the found footage the gimmick, gimmick which i'm so done with this yeah. didn't this really used it quite well and That's you a
1: credit to the director then. yeah
0: it was a credit you would get freaked out if you're like who the fuck how is this yeah you know and and, and when you start eliminating all of the reasonable answers then it's like Ugh. you know i
2: just always assume it's the next girlfriend
0: <laughs> coming back from the dead, uh, yeah. as they're wont to do. Um, all right, so now, Chris, you went to a uh, yes,
1: I went to a, a special screening of Tron and the Black Hole at the Egyptian Theater, and, and this is one of the reasons why I love living in LA. You get the it's real
0: clear CDs. though. We got to be two movies. Yes, the movie movies. Tron, <laughs> and then the movie the Black Hole. Because you say Tron you, and the Black Hole,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it <laughs> sounds like one movie. Yeah. I understand. And a
2: very inappropriate yeah, movie.
0: Did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Pussycat yeah,
2: Theater yeah. open back up? Like, exactly. what happened? It was
1: only 11 bucks. I don't know.
2: It was this <laughs> a peep show or yeah. a the, the theater? <laughs> it's
1: not how I remembered it, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, so, this was a, a really cool um, revival of both these films, and it, there was a presentation from some of the people that actually worked in the visual effects on both of them because they they shared some effects teams. And one of the things I will say is I saw these movies as a kid, and they're definitely products of their time. Um, do they hold up? No, they don't hold up. However, if you, uh, you know, we talk about this um, when, when we talk about Gilbert Gottfried, um, we talk about classic comedies, the, an episode that's coming up, is that if you watch these as products of their time, you can enjoy them a lot more. Like, let's take Tron for uh, first. And Tron came out right when the video game craze was Huge, huge, too. Yeah, and it was it was um, one of those movies where it tapped into the zeitgeist of the actual um, consciousness of the the new video game players. You know, video games were still new, and also the video games were still very basic. You had you know Atari twenty six hundreds around there. You have. Um, Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. There was no immersion in video games like you have now. So to have a movie where you could actually be in a video game was like a geek fantasy that I also shared at that. Like, yeah. I say, you love video games. This is so cool. You had to be in the video game. You know now you you know you can get terrified playing Last of Us. It doesn't appear. It's not the same thing sure. at, at all. So you watch this movie, but then you also see like, um, you know, you see Jeff Bridges and Bruce Boxleitner as very young men. And Mm. it really brings all that nostalgia back as it washes over. And it also, you have the hints of some really serious science fiction there. You have like, The hints of like Skynet, where the master control computer—it's well—it's kind of hacking into all these systems, and now it's going to go after the Pentagon and the Kremlin to control the missile silos. So you have all these, and this is a Disney movie too. But you uh, have—they're all handled in a very light way, but they're there, which is really uh, interesting. And you have. Um, the whole dynamic of you know the users and the programs and how the programs get hijacked and have to play these games well, to the well, death. What a,
2: what, a, like, what a great forecast, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It really <laughs> yeah, it really was. Which is weird because yeah. I, I don't think they actually predicted you know per se like there's no Nostradamus of <laughs> right. involved in the film, but mm-hmm. the idea like you said this immersion in the technology, yes. and, like, what you could do. Like nobody was actually thinking about that.
1: No, no. Especially all the graphics were still blocks and little you know very very simple sprite based uh, characters. So, when they actually created this film, they created all these new computer technologies with the graphics and this was one of the first uh movies that ever had so much computer graphics in it before and then when the video when the visual effects team started talking in the intermission it was it was first of all part of it was so technical i didn 't understand what they were talking about. They were literally talking about old outdated effects technologies and i'm like i don't' they're using i don't even know what wow. you're talking about and uh this is the story that really stuck with me, though. Um, Tron, when it came out, did not get nominated for an Academy Award for visual effects. It did not get nominated. And they said here was the reason. Because it was so innovative and everything was still model-based and everything was still um, miniatures and oh, all those my. things. They said they, they go in front of the Academy. They don't show the whole movie. They just show clips. This is how it used to work. They would show a clip, and then they would open it up for questions. So the Academy members would ask each movie with visual effects questions about it. And they would ask all the other movies that came out that year effects questions. And for Tron, they only asked two. They said, what camera did you use and what models did you use? And they said, well, we didn't use any model. Everything was generated in the computer And they said the hostility in the room was unbelievable. Really? And when they went out of the room, they're like, that went horrible. What happened? And it it was explained to them later that all the other Academy members and the visual effects people felt like they had cheated. That they did not make the special effects. The computer did everything for them. (laughs) So that is why it never got nominated for visual effects. Like, the computer just did everything on its own. And it just they just pressed a couple of buttons. Yeah, they, and, and all of a sudden, all, yeah, all these computer animated-generated images came out. Yeah. That is a fascinating so story. It was unbelievable. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe it. Because it was so far ahead of its time yeah. that they thought, well, that can't be real.
2: You you cheated. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder. I wonder if we'll ever have like that kind of conversation again, right? Where uh, some f- a film comes out and the yeah, tech, yeah I, I can't almost, and I can imagine this was kind of like the scene in 1982. It was like, I can't imagine what that next wave of technology combined what, with storytelling is going to be like. What look nah, like, is that yeah. real? Like to, enough for me to question it? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't think we'll ever have that again.
0: That's a yeah. great. I, I yeah. How could yeah. I mean? I don't know because technology is moving at such a rapid fate yeah. pace. I don't know what what could come along that we wouldn't believe.
1: Right, exactly. Do you know what I mean? You like, can make pretty much anything in the computer now.
0: Yeah, and especially just like we talked about uh, Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The technology and the, we've been talking about AIs and seeing one, I mean, t- from just as I said, from a graphic standpoint, it looked very believable and real. So when somebody comes up and says, I've developed a, an, a, an AI, we're all gonna, no one's gonna be like, what? We're gonna go, oh, it's a, Oh, okay. that's, that was bound oh, to happen. Bound to happen sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> Great.
1: <laughs> How much is it going to cost? Does it, yeah.
0: does it make uh, lattes? Yeah, we'll yeah. check my email for it. Yeah, can I
2: wear it? Yeah. Hey, AI read my email to me.
0: <laughs> I
2: have a name. Yeah. I didn't ask you your name. Ask you. Your name. <laughs> Lippy with
0: me, AI. Yeah, I yeah. Back talk. You Just know, you read the some goddamn people, email. Yeah, yeah,
1: You know, already people are going, "Shut up, Siri." You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let me ask so, you. Now, I forgot. Were these were these thirty five prints or were these digital? They were thirty five millimeter oh,
1: prints, man, and and, he, and now the the Tron one looked very very old and dated and scratchy. But Disney gave an archival print to the um, Egyptian for the black hole. So it looked fantastic. It looked really good. But, I don't uh, one,
0: remember the black hole as well. One more, I I saw it.
1: One more thing I'll say about Tron is as they, you know, the, the sequel wasn't as well received with all this weird technology of having, you know, Jeff Bridges face younger and all that stuff. And the reason the, the um, sequel is, didn't do well is the basic concept of like immersion in video games. It's not a big deal. Because we feel like we're in video games now when we play, when you're in Grand Theft Auto or any right. of these, you know, you, you feel you're there. You can get terrified in a horror video game just as easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that's one of, because the main concept now is kind of outdated. You're you're not really going to make a new compelling Tron movie. It's just not possible. Right. So, but now the Black Hole, I, I remember seeing this as a kid and it freaking me out because it's, it's it was like Disney's first PG movie, and it was creepy and weird and unexpectedly violent in parts, and uh, and also a lot of it made very little sense. So, it's one of those movies that's a real cult classic that you have to have a
0: confusion still hold up. Yeah, (laughs) the
1: the confusion definitely does, absolutely. (laughs) And I'm watching this movie. And you could tell it was like trying to cash in on the Star Wars um, mm-hmm. big market. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what they were saying at the talk that this movie was in development before Star Wars. So, you know, it only got greenlit after Star Wars was like a right. huge, a huge hit. Right. So the thing about this movie is, first of all, it's got a ton of stars in it. It's got Robert Forster, um, Anthony Perkins. Yeah, Ernest Borgnine. Uh, Ernest Borg-9, and uh, even Maximilian Show And I think even Roddy McDowell was the voice of uh, Vincent the Robot. Uh, so you you, you've got a fairly remarkable cast in this film and you have these this basically this movie didn't know where it wanted to go because you have some really dark science fiction parts to it and you also have the goofy kids type stuff that you would see in like a herbie movie so they weren't really sure what to do with the pg rating because back then the director the guy who
0: directed it uh gary nelson directed freaky friday Right. So maybe there's just some of that holdover. Yeah, there (laughs) definitely was. Zoinkies, a black hole. Herbie (laughs)
2: in space is basically what you
0: kind of just said. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Herbie Herbie meets the black hole? Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then you have the other side. You have this heady 2001 science fiction themes going on. You have everything from the discovery of new technologies. You have the intersection of philosophy, science, and religion. And you have all of these things in this film, but they're handled so like poorly and hand handedly that like you you see the um the hooks of how this could have been a great science fiction film, and you also see how it just kind of got ruined um all pretty much all the way through as far as like different weird turns. But there are scenes like um you know really creepy scenes where you know one of the the. The girls gets taken away and it's like, take her to the hospital. And basically it's where they're brainwashing the humans to become androids. And it's, it's really creepy. And then Anthony Perkins meets a horribly violent end. There's a robot that has blades on his hands and pretty much um, cuts him through the stomach. And uh, and he falls down and you're like, oh my, this is a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. This is horrible. was there blood or was so, it? So just... now you didn't see the blood, but you see it actually. Like he's trying to protect himself with like a book. It goes through the book and then into his stomach. And then he
0: now, dies. did they make this into a ride? Yeah, <laughs>
1: there was there was no black hole ride. And then <laughs> um, at the talk, they were saying they didn't know how to end this movie. They weren't sure what to do. Should they so go in the black hole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. shut it out. Yeah, shut up. Like, and that was one of the things they were saying. Should they go through the black hole? shouldn't they and then you know of course they do go in the black hole but when they go in the black hole then all these other intersections of like i said science and religion and basically it's hell in the black hole so you have this weird imagery of um all the like like you know the bad guy goes to hell and then he gets imprisoned in the robot suit and then they see all the flames and stuff and then they it's an interesting ending and the fact that they go through the black hole and at the end, um, just nobody says anything. They're through the black hole. That's it. And then the movie ends. So huh. it, it, it's a well, really... Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's really, it's definitely a cult classic. And if you watch it with just to see like these hints of what a, a great science... There, there's the building blocks of a great science fiction film. It just never gets there. And uh, But it's weird to see that dichotomy of like you has all the, the disney cute robot. Stuff in there, and then you
2: also have this, you know, the, these different. horribly creepy it sequences. Sounds, it sounds like one of those projects that, like, while it was being made, just kept changing creatively. That's yeah. really what it looked like. Yeah, and yeah. It, like yeah. You know, uh, a friend of mine directed the Russell Brand documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy owner who was on my show, um, <laughs> but no, but it, it but she inherited the film. Like, right? She right. was like the third director, uh, and they yeah. already had like a couple of, you know. Right. So she was bought into like shoot the rest of it and finish right. from what they had already had yeah. so you, you I mean she did a great job but you, you're right. cobbling this oh, you know, yeah. the story together you're
0: Frankensteining a movie together yeah. which is yeah. like
1: and the, the the other thing too is you're watching this film is like no one none of the actors walked through it you know there there's some hammy uh, dialogue and some real like there's some overacting but no one looked like they were like I'm just gonna phone it in they really they're there Anthony they're, they're there Ernest Borgnine Anthony Perkins Robert Forrester they're they're, they're they're definitely present and what's funny too is you it's never really explained what all of the crew does like you have like the captain and then you have the girl with that has esp with the robot but like is that the only reason she's on the ship and then you have ernest borgnine who is in a sweater and you're not even she does not even in the uniform that everyone else is <laughs> the in old granddad yeah, yeah. spaceship. So like why is he even yeah, what, what's his role? Or job? So there's all these like weird kind of like. Well, that really doesn't like, make is a lot of dad sense. Leaving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. You're the ESP. Tell us when this. Yes. Yeah. So so it's really, uh, but especially the sounds and like show, Amazon living on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it were taken seriously <laughs> right. yes uh so
2: but, and there was a black hole
1: and there was also some very innovative special effects here but they were all models and matte paintings there wasn't uh, computer generated effects uh. in this but everything from like you know a giant asteroid that rips through the ship it all looks really cool um, for the time so um, definitely um, check it out as but again, see it with like more of like a period, uh, a product of its time and with uh, nostalgic eyes, not contemporary. I can't wait to see an old science fiction classic. No <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's good Robert Forrester stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, it
1: definitely is. Um, it, it's worth a view, especially from a historical perspective..
0: All right, well, oh,
1: sponsor. Hello, we got, uh, what do
0: we got coming up, Graham? Oh, we got proflowers.com, Chris. That's and we got we,
1: Mother's Day coming
0: Oh, up. we do have Mother's Day. So
1: uh, why wouldn't you send your mom some flowers at ProFlowers? <laughs> That's your
0: evil. That's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I love these guys.
1: They sent us flowers they sent and us they're flowers.
0: great. I came off the road the day I'm, I'm literally walking in my apartment, they show up and they come with a nice vase or vase. However, you want to
2: depends on how fancy you want to be. Yeah, Yeah.
0: bones, I'll fancy it up. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you guys, uh, we they've advertised with us in the past. It's really cool. I've used it. I have sent this to my mom. Uh, This is an amazing. These kind of things are are great. Um, If you have family all over the country, uh, if you're busy. You know, like you don't have time to. I'm both.
2: Right? <laughs> 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 like, you know, it's funny. I, I, I use uh, the service a lot for uh, for my mom on Mother's Day and her oh, birthday because, nice. uh, like, you know, we're in LA, she's in Michigan, and I'm like, okay. Well, this is like super convenient for for me to do something mm-hmm. nice. You know, old old ladies love that. Yeah. <laughs> need to get her some fancy outfit. Just like...
0: No, man, they uh, flowers is never. My mom has never been like, come on, honey, flowers. Like, what are you? you know? Yeah. What I mean, it's always just, she loves. It.
1: She's, you never you know, got like the call. flowers. Yeah, yeah. You never got called. This is bullshit.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard my mom use that word. She
2: just texts you a photo of them in the trash. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Bullshit. How about a, how about so how about an Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> Mom, what? You wanna, I wanna play Call of Duty. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is awesome. Uh it's a really cool convenient service. And of course, uh they're having a special uh that ends uh Friday at midnight, you guys. You gotta go to Proflowers dot com, click on the blue microphone at the top right corner and type CFN. Uh and there you go. And that's now
1: this is really cool. You get um a hundred blooms with a free glass vase for just Nineteen ninety nine. But the deal is, you can upgrade to the premium vase and add the chocolates, which is what we got. And yeah, premium, it's vase. Premium, premium vase. Premium vase. That's it's true. When bots. it's premium, you got yeah.
0: It's Entry level's yeah. <laughs> <Entry laughs> vase. Yeah. Premium vase. Yeah.
1: And it comes with Nas.
0: So yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get if that's an extra nine ninety nine. So <laughs> you're getting you're getting the vase, you're getting the chocolates, you're getting the flowers, all with coupon code C F
1: N yeah. for only nineteen ninety nine more. So you get you can get everything for like thirty bucks. It's awesome.
0: And you know, guys. You know, if you uh send these to someone or you get them delivered or whatever, take a photo.
1: Yeah, and post it on the Twitter and then they and will the Facebook. Um, and, and Facebook, and then we will uh we will retweet it and Proflowers will uh retweet it as well. So remember, Proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in CFN, get your deal. Do it.
0: Do it. Voz it up. Hashtag Voz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, well let's go into um uh Chris Denson you so walk us through because you you started as a comic and you like comedy movies, so how did you go from comic to then like marketing technology podcast
2: so you you don't see the connection <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I do. That's <laughs> <sir. laughs> No, you
2: know, so, it's weird. I, so I did stand up for about six years through college, and then... Was that here, or was that... Both. So, like, I went to Michigan State, and then okay. when I, moved, I moved to L.A. like a couple of years after I graduated right. and continued, and um, but also just really fell in love with the writing process. Uh. Um, and so, I, you know, wrote a, a couple of scripts and wrote some sketch comedy, got hired on a couple of TV shows, you know, was kind of doing the dual role of sure. writer and, you know, on-screen talent. Um, but I just really like the idea of creating something, right? Like creating right. something and handing it off. Because the other thing I get kind of bored with the repetition. Yeah. And stand up is all, rep- you know, yes. all repetition, and you, know, you may change some inflection or whatever, perfecting a bit. Um, and then from writing, you know, got into production, right? So it was like, oh, like let's mm-hmm. go make this thing too, mm-hmm. and that got fun. And then when you make it, you got like, oh, let's to figure out how to give it to people, right? And then you're <laughs> like, well, that's marketing. And then you know, once sort of like the social media and technology piece started to happen, it was like storytelling just became this vast you know, right. opportunity on multiple platforms, like oh like we were talking earlier, like oh now there's a whole new medium we can use to tell a story. So there right. was just always just like the spirit for me of creating concepts and ideas, but I also love a good laugh. Right. So <laughs> so um so my career kind of became entertainment meets marketing, meets technology, uh you know, and, and had my own agency for a while, I used to work for the American Film Institute's digital content lab. Oh wow. And you know so it was like I I was lucky enough to be able to combine all these really random, you know, uh, disconnected interests. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, but also I think when you were a multi-hyphenate, right? You're a writer or you know, are you the marketing guy sure. or are you the you start to tell a story about innovation and ideas and you need a you know i needed a way to communicate that to people right and so innovation crush was born it was kind of like all right i'm going to surround i'm going to help people tell their stories and like all the different things i think about when i walk into a client's office to help them solve some sort of problem it's like all right here's the types of thinking we try to employ so we've had everybody from George Whitesides, who's the CEO of Virgin Galactic, to Sugar Ray Leonard and talking about innovation. And, you know. Um, Where are we at with Virgin Galactic right now? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. we on the moon yet? Streets. <laughs> 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 No, they're doing good. You, well, you know, sadly, they had the crash in September. They did a, a right. test flight uh, in New Mexico. Um, but they, had, like, the idea of, you know, commercialized space flight. And that was the, the exact question I asked George. I'm like, really? Like, are people really going to. And you know, it's same th- you know, if you think about previous technologies, they're like oh, are people really going to do that? And I remember when text messaging came out on my phone. Who was, needs that? Yeah, I was like, oh, just call me. I don't want to text you and now. Like I yeah. barely, it's the reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they think about it as simple as a mechanism like that. It's hey, um, people do like are so curious about space and what's out there, and
0: I think that's a it. matter of time. Yeah, I think I think that's why they're going after it so hard is they feel like someone. This is this is a thing that's going to happen. Like yeah. this is gonna, the technology is gonna. May
2: as deep. well be us.
0: Yeah, we exactly. Mean, yeah. Might as well yeah. cash in on it.
2: Mm-hmm. And That's the thing. I mean, you look at the, you know, like what was the point of going to the moon? Like, except to be first. Like, oh, like no, right. no, 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 we'll we'll do it. <laughs> it's like moon, get out of the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but you know, but it's also like you know, I think that's kind of at least in the spirit of what Innovation Crush is. It's like what are the possibilities right and i think once you like yes the first person that does the you know the commercialized space flight that's not uh, a former was lance bass what was he in uh, sync yeah. <laughs> like a, you, know, not, not a, you know like a former boy band member or like some celebrity or whatever and it's just a joe that goes like sure. and you go wow like it, it just kind of sparks the next wave. when this there's stewardesses else. on the trip The uh, (laughs) stewardesses, all right. Three boobs, three
0: boobs, excuse me. Yeah, yeah,
1: three (laughs) boobs. Stewardesses.
0: (laughs) Well, I think the thing that's so amazing is that's why podcasting. This is, I I don't mean to get too like, oh my god, but it is such an amazing time that we're in because on paper, all of those things you've done, your skill set does not connect at all, it makes no sense. But now you put... So you should thank stop. You. So you should quit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be back for the death episode. <laughs> <laughs> what is your fucking point? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah, come to the garage and get berated yeah. and exalted. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, the thing is, is, is then with podcasting and all this digital technology, it actually all makes perfect sense. Yeah. It is all connected, everything that you're doing. And you can... Well, what, what would these things – how could these things have anything together? Oh, they have a lot – like yeah. because we all are – if you have a podcast, you are reaching a broad audience. I don't care what the subject matter is. You're reaching people all over the world and you are connecting all of these people with all of these different backgrounds. I mean I'm just from, from earbuds. I mean yeah. like – there's all these interviews, and the fans are like, and I and I say it in the trailer, I'm like, you know, we have a gymnastics coach, we have a drill instructor, we have a Japanese mm-hmm. housewife, we have an Australian minor. None of that makes any sense on paper, but, oh, they all like
2: yeah. these things. Well, it's interesting, too, because I, I find more and more that, you know, at least when I get in more conversation, it's... Uh, People are fans of podcasts and uh, in general. So, like you know, it's kind of like being a movie buff, right. right? It's like I love podcasts, and they'll they'll consume whether it's about horses or yeah. about innovation or <laughs> right, about comedy right. films, like it's, it's like the, there's, there's that like Uber consumer out there. And then there's like, as the more niche you get, of course, like people, you've got a very targeted mm-hmm. audience. So, um, but yeah, with our show, we like we people like, that only watch game of Thrones. There's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, for them. I've, exactly like, I mean, any sort of random weird interest area you can find.
0: But and, now every random weird, you know, niche interest has a social media platform has you know has all these things that actually we all use that yeah. they need you need you need to be on some social media or several of them. You need to be promoting your thing to getting the word whatever the thing is mm-hmm. connecting the listener to what you're doing, having your guests on if you're a show that does have guests so that that's where they all sort of do make they are all similar and make sense because we all need this sort of uh new digital you know infrastructure right to keep it going and to promote now, it. Now, do
1: you give lessons, too, or is it mostly interviews? Do I give lessons? Like, like as karate, far as karate lessons? Like, ha- yeah, 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 karate, karate lessons. That's,
0: <laughs> like karate lessons. Like, that's, like,
2: no, that's my new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: karate, the Karate Lesson Hour. Like, like, do you do, like, how to market? Body like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how to market in, like, three steps, like, things like that? No,
2: not necessarily. I think the, the instruction kind of comes out in the conversation. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, as a marketer or a storyteller, like, when I look at myself, it's like, My job is to translate, right? If Mm -hmm. I'm working with a brand, my job is to translate like that Snickers bar into, uh, you know, some sort of actionable fun thing for people to engage with and like begin Uh. to – and vice versa. Like I have to translate culture and technology or, you know, daybreaker dance parties, right, where people are getting up and and going to party at 6 in the morning. Um, Translate that. Is that a thing? That is a real thing. Wow. Uh, Daybreaker look at it up. it's uh, I think there's it's missing some syllables one of those kind of like startup spellings <laughs> <Yeah>. but,
0: <laughs> startup spellings i mean, missing some vowels <laughs> a, term. a term
2: startup it used spelling. to be hip hop spelling now it's like yeah. startup, start-up. Up spelling boy, boy boy the the dawn Rave people are pretty angry the
0: dawn Rave they got the snaked up yeah but no,
2: so it's like we're constantly just translating, like pulling out the important bits. So a lot of it is happens in the conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. like, sure. oh, so that's just like when most entrepreneurs face. If, if Sugar Ray Leonard's telling me a story, I'll go like a lot of entrepreneurs face. You know, if Sugar Ray Leonard's telling you a story. You better everyone listen. better be quiet. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> no, I see what you're saying because Sugar Ray Leonard is talking about his specific whatever. Boxing world, and you yeah. can say, and you can kind of bring it into the general terms of like if you're running a whatever business, yeah. This is what Sugar Ray done. You talk about
2: like you can talk about everything with him. It's like, yes, we celebrate Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah, right, like as a as a fighter. But like, look at the team that he had to assemble of trainers and nutritionists <laughs> and mm-hmm. public, like he had like he's a business leader in that sense because he has to organize and choose the right people that are going to help him
0: be a winner. And he was one of those guys too in the oh. '80s that. One of those athletes that became a brand. Right. Before that was like a, now it's like a thing. You all oh, you got you, you, these high school kids are talking about their brand as athletes. But he was one of those guys who's like, okay, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna you know most of us. I mean, I was I was a boxing fan, but Sugar Ray was one of those guys. Many people learned about who he was from his ads that no. he did you know what I mean like he had all those yep. ads uh, what Was it, what did he do Dr. Pepper what was there was he did a million ads I forget there was some maybe it was it Pepsi anyway
2: he didn't mention that in the interview yeah, he oh, didn't yeah. talk about his ads from the 80s yeah. you know? he, did, he did not bring that, up thing like that I did it I interviewed the guy who uh, created uh, MacGyver this guy named Lee Zlotoff and we were like 10 minutes into the conversation I was like wait let me stop for a second I want to make sure people know that you're still relevant <laughs> I'm not just like holding on to some brand for 30 years right. like, um, but he's actually like toured the world World and has been teaching the MacGyver method of like pro- creative problem solving ah. to like major corporations, you know, organizations and all sorts of stuff. Like it was given, uh, I want to say a, like a similar to a TED talk, like a, a few different times. Oh, wow. But it's just like we can all MacGyver solutions to problems that we face in business ah. and in life. And was has working with like psychology or like psychology professors from the University of Michigan, and working with the White House on those like STEM education and science and all this stuff. So, but it's funny, you know, you think about like. I had I forgot to set it up. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I don't want everybody to think you've just been like holding on to your glory days. Like, like it's, it's selling
0: different. MacGyver VHS tapes at a convention yeah,
2: exactly. or whatever. And signing them. It's like a Napoleon Dynamite. He kept watching his uh football
0: Yeah. <laughs> could have gone pro. <laughs> MacGyver could have been bigger, man. Been bigger. Well that's awesome. All right guys. Well uh check out that innovation crush. Um Let's get into some DVDs. Yes.
1: Uh, Paddington. I actually I did see this. It was way better than I thought it would be. Really? Uh, it's actually a really good um, kids movie. Uh, the kids really liked it, and it's kind of fun. Uh, Nicole Kidman really has a blast as an evil taxidermist who's trying to stuff Paddington. Um, it's definitely a fun kids movie. Uh, no, did, did the bear look too real for you? It didn't. It actually looked, it looked okay. I was thinking I
2: thought, in the previews. It just kind of freaked me out. It was like a little too
1: photo You know what? It's one of those weird things where, like, I could, kind of in the trailer, yes, but once you start watching the movie, you kind of get used to it. Yeah. Like,
0: I, yeah. Ever since the snuggle bear?
1: Yeah, uh, then they're all creepy. I, they, yeah, they yeah, They all
0: creep me out. The Paddington bear, the way they move, they just all seem, I don't trust them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue so with that. So I don't want to see this yeah. movie because I don't trust that weirdo <laughs> bear. That weirdo bear, yeah. Like it's going to steal your laundry. I yeah. barely want to see it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Datson, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we also have the Wedding Ringer. This is one of the other just come out. uh, It (laughs) might have. (laughs) This is another (laughs) Kevin Hart movie that uh, two weeks ago in theaters. Yeah, last week on DVD. (laughs) They handed
0: out DVDs when you went to (laughs) (laughs) the screening. fella. there you go. Just take this. Here's
1: a download code. I think we're all waiting for um, Kevin Hart to be in a a great movie uh, because we want him to be in it. We really want him to be in one. He deserves one.
0: That's a guy we're talking about. Like we're talking about with Nick Kroll. I'd love to see what Kevin Hart could actually do right because right. I'm just it's like this get hard like uh, come on man like I just feel like I'm sure he's just, he's caught up in that big machine yep. he gets five scripts and they're all none of them are good and his agent oh, do this one because right. it's with this guy and this yeah. will help you because thing.
2: it's all they get packaged with this writer
0: this yeah. director you can
2: read all good. the emails at least the Sony ones now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you can, you can <laughs> see, see exactly, exactly how happens. it all happened mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: But I'd, uh, I'd love to see him, because I do think he's funny, but all these these trailers and stuff, I'm just like, man, I want to see him get something that's like...
1: Well, let's do... Maybe we should lead into our DVD pick, uh, Let's Be Cops. You saw this, Yes, yeah.
2: I did. I did. And I was pleasantly surprised. Like, you know, some movies you just have to let go, right? And sure. you not take it so seriously. So when I read all the reviews, I'm like, oh, it's bad, and two stars, or blah, blah, blah. And it... It was a very successful depiction of what you would do if you could get away with being a cop, and you were like an immature thirty-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and it was like it was like uh, as I'm watching it because I have this whole immaturity wish list <laughs> on my own personal life, and I'm like, that would like that all that stuff would be fun. So the scenarios you find them in, uh, I think they I would love to see like the DVD extras or the you know, or the deleted scenes that were like. Um, the, the stuff that we didn't get to see on air, but, and also like the, the, the story was fairly original, right? Like, you know, in terms Uh of, um, that kind of like, oh, costume and the way it progresses was not cheap, right? It wasn't a cheap, like, oh, all of a sudden like they're, you know, on the case. It was, it was a very semi-logical progression of how they get themselves into like this whole like deep. Crime ring, kind of, <laughs> you know, not covered. Well, thing. I
0: mean, you know, J- uh, Jake Johnson is in uh, the Zoe <laughs> Desernal TV show, and he's done some other stuff. He's funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Damon Wayans Jr.'s uh, his kid. He's he's on that other another sitcom. They're funny guys. Rob Riggle's in it. I mean, Rob
2: Riggle's really funny. He is funny. Mm-hmm.
0: And then you've got uh, <laughs> Keegan Michael Key, who uh, I'm sorry, but he, he that that Obama anger translated. That oh, sketch originally is hilarious, but then he was at the White House correspondence they actually did it for real. Your yeah. Lord it was, was that hilarious. That was
2: mm-hmm. And then, then Obama gets angry for real on his yeah. hey, that
0: Obama great. got angry for real about the climate deniers. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he's like, whoa, whoa, Mr. President, I, yeah, I can't yeah, be in this. Like yeah. and <laughs> man. And that, like Obama, talk about a straight man. Yeah. He didn't yeah. crack once. No. He's saying he's just like
2: His comedic ability is pretty amazing. Well, you see
1: him with the Between Two Ferns with uh, Zach. Uh, You know, he he doesn't crack. He doesn't
0: crack at all, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, that's brilliant because this guy is yelling and he's being so, he's hilarious. He's so big and over the top. The whole audience is laughing, and Obama just sticks as though he's not there, mm-hmm. and reads a speech all president <laughs> Obama style. Was, God damn, that's funny. I reposted <laughs> that video because I was like, that was so funny. All right, so Let's Be Cops. You're saying?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a, what, you, what do you guys do, a thumb up? A, sure, a sure, head. whatever you want. Oh, oh, hashtag oh, work it. Work <laughs> it or, work it or leave work it. it. Yeah, yeah. No, then work it. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: and mean, it wasn't just a father of two small children, that's why you liked it? No, that, that that doesn't
2: <laughs> affect me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been the marijuana. No, I'm just kidding. I did so. No, it was actually. No, it, was, it was. It was like if you if if you just want to go for a dumb ride, right? Like go like this that's the that's the one. Right. Okay. Right. okay. All right. All Don't right. expect some prolific storytelling.
0: <laughs> out of it. Fair enough. Uh, all right. The Gambler. Now this is a remake. I, it is a remake of the James Caan movie. I saw this film. Uh, because they were they they released it. They were trying to maybe get some o- Oscar movement on it, uh, which it just didn't. It was too st- pretty strong. I thought you field. were going to say
1: it was just too stupid. It was just too stupid. <laughs> Who gambled?
0: <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's it's Mark Wahlberg. He uh, made
1: some money in that. His like name is like above the title, and it must have been his like film
0: i think you it was
2: tyler perry on this one yeah
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I think
2: I,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was almost yeah yeah mark Wahlberg presents well, the gambler <laughs> starring i, <laughs> I,
0: th- I think himself. it was him yeah. you know after the fighter going well I, you know i got a shot at maybe getting back in the oscar race um it isn't strong enough for that but it's a good film and there's really solid performances i forget the um let me look this up real quick but it's gambler uh jessica lang plays his mom uh John Goodman plays a great um a great bad guy and Bree Larson plays his girlfriend and she, They're all really Solid performers it, You know You probably missed this movie Because it didn't have A wide release It was It was just It just got muscled Out of the Oscar race So this is a great DVD pick I think Oh cool Okay, okay.
2: No, I, And it's funny enough I did want to see it But again yeah. The two kids You, you, gotta, yeah, yeah, pick, yeah. you gotta pick, <laughs> pick you gotta go With the
0: cops
1: Those your <laughs> <laughs> That
2: was at and, home On demand The next one is Uh
1: inherent vice. Now this is getting wildly mixed reviews. Although people have seen it have said it makes very little sense. I'm, and uh this is the uh Paul Thomas Anderson yeah, film, Anderson right? movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: I still haven't seen it because of all the mixed reviews. I was like, nah, I don't know, but now I feel like
2: now maybe we'll it start, is a good we'll DVD up, or, Well it's,
0: it's starting to show up On planes So I'm gonna have A couple hours to kill On a plane I saw You're it. Get I it. saw
2: it I mean it was It's just a trippy film Like because it's so Drug induced You right. know if you think of like uh, Was it uh, Fear and Loathing In Las Vegas mm-hmm. and Just like it if you haven't been there, then you, like, you, like substance wise, <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, it, it probably doesn't make much sense to you. And I saw it with a theater full of hipsters like downtown LA and like laughter. Did or you or smell peyote? Yeah,
0: <laughs> smelled smelled peyote? Something. They were doing peyote in downtown LA. Wow, that's making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Oh,
1: hipsters. Hipsters, hipsters yeah, like, yeah. A lot of machine <laughs> Yeah, they're going to do it in space soon as <laughs> <laughs> they get the shuttle going. Sure. <laughs> the inherent with their flight attendants. <laughs>
2: nice (laughs) great but no it was like it's definitely like a it's you know you can tell it was the directorial choice was very much through the eyes of someone who's high on something and Ah. that's kind of if you again if you put yourself in if you can put yourself in that shoe you know in that in that setting for yourself or you could just get high yeah.
0: or yeah <laughs> there's that
2: there's yeah. on what I don't know cuz there's a lot of like drugs in that movie mm-hmm. a lot
0: all right so. sounds like a, all right do some peyote and go to the movies yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> with a bunch where do you of hipsters? find peyote, like, I don't peyote know. Do you where like, would uh, you get uh, it craigslist at? and you're like
0: well, yeah want it yeah no, peyote.
1: It's, it's a, no whole foods carries it now yeah <laughs> <laughs> kale and peyote salad yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and get the quinoa on the side yeah, trust me
1: It's great not too much just a little just a little just a um, little
0: um, alright coming up this week I believe there's a little Avenger film mm, coming out yeah, this is one of those oh,
1: weird I already um, got my tickets at the Chinese well, theater well that's just it with the weekend now you know a lot of um, showings are already sold out yeah. like literally you have to which a lot of people do do take Friday off you yeah. go to an earlier one or you go to a very late one or you're gonna end up going um, Sunday or Monday right. because Friday and Saturday nights are pretty much almost sold out. Yeah, I'm going Friday afternoon. afternoon yeah, yeah. At the Chinese theater. That's a that's a good time to go. And good I'll time. probably go, you know, dad time, which is Friday at eleven a.m.
0: You know <laughs> while
1: the kids are drop the kids going. off. Yep, and then go right to the ar- arc light. So oh,
0: uh, I'm excited.
1: Um, now counter programming is interesting. It's a Kristen Wiig movie called Welcome to Me. Uh, when Alex Klieg wins the Mega Million Lottery, she immediately quits her psychiatric meds and buys her own talk show, <laughs> which sounds great. Uh, I actually... but And it, it's interesting that... Any movie gets released this weekend. Like, I would think, especially with Avengers coming out, you're like, you know what? Just clear the deck. Don't even worry about right. it. Just uh, wait till next week. Put it, it like, on yeah.
0: every screen in the multiplex right? and just <laughs> cut the shit. Um,
1: so, but it is, it's kind of counter programming. But honestly, most people that would see that movie are going to see it next week. Yeah. You know, they're going to see Avengers first and then <laughs> check out that movie.
0: Or, uh, you know what's going to happen? Here, here's what this might be genius. I don't know. You just you don't get your shit together. I want to go see Avengers. I get to the cinema, all sold out. Oh yeah, let's go see Kristen Wiig be, be yeah be funny.
1: You get the overflow. Well. You get the overflow.
0: I
2: feel like the the, the woman who would like, who's a fan of Kristen Wiig is probably not going to be the fan of Avengers, right? So could be. So you've got There might be some crossover, <laughs>
1: yeah, because we, we want to see a- both movies.
0: Well, that's interesting, True. though. You're right, though. You're, you're saying it's your
1: you're,
2: job to see both. Yeah, <laughs> but you're, saying,
0: you're saying the fee, the female fan of Kristen. Yeah, because
2: like like my wife loves Kristen Wig, and like her friends love like. But my wife has no interest in Avengers. Yeah, you there know. You go. So ah. that's it. So I think so you it'll can be go to like, the
1: movies together and see separate movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but still, only one babysitter. So you I think, like this. See, yeah,
0: see yeah. what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? It works um, all right, that's interesting. It's all right.
1: business. <laughs> <laughs> Death, divorce,
2: and... Thank you, guys. This is a This, is, great. this is a great... It's 266. <laughs>
0: Three sixes. Boom. <laughs> this was, is this was a bad choice on your part to come do this podcast. Um, all right, well, that's... Uh, yeah, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Post some photos of you guys going... If anybody dresses up as a character... Especially
1: if you're the Vision.
0: Yeah, then, then you need to take that photo. Yes, and
1: please post it.
0: Yeah. Um, next year. Your... I'm just
2: going to go dressed as James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> like in the blacklist. <laughs> like, you know, you like a, a weird Having a large black man behind you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, all right, let's go. Site Spotlight. Uh, Neil has a review of, of True Story. Yeah, which is a weird
1: story about like a uh, serial killer who um, takes the identity of a journalist and kind of like reports on his own um it's, story, it's it, it, but it's got some people in it too. It's uh, I think Jonah Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill
0: is in it and uh, J- and James Franco are in it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I just I saw I almost saw that yesterday, uh, and the timings didn't
1: quite. Neil liked it. Now I've really? seen I've seen mixed reviews. Uh-huh. A lot of people have not liked it, but Neil actually he did okay. like it. So you All can right. check out his review on the site on ComedyFilmRates.com. All right,
0: fan feedback.
1: <laughs> this is a great one.
0: We Dean Haglin last week uh, spoiled. Uh, the Homesman. He wrote, He's what happens in it. Normally, we don't do let that, but we just that just happened. Yeah,
1: yeah, it did kind of happen. It
0: did just kind of happen.
1: But to be fair, we didn't edit it out either. <laughs>
0: we didn't edit it out, so that is a little bit on us. So yeah. one of you, uh, Johnny Pomato or Pomato, Pomato, um, Pomato. What? Let's yeah. call the whole thing off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, he took issue with this, and rightfully so. Chris, do you want to read this? Sure.
1: I just wanted to express my outrage that you allowed Dean Haglund to completely ruin The Homesman for your listeners. I'm one of the few people who saw The uh, Homesman in its original theatrical run. And while it certainly was an imperfect movie, as a fan of the Western genre, I thought it did some excellent things and I ultimately enjoyed it. I also want to point out that it has a Rotten Tomato score of 82%, so it's not as universally hated as Mr. Haglund might have assumed. Now, I want to stop reading this for a second and say how polite and um Johnny, civil this Johnny, uh you are, you this are post really is.
0: pissed off you have a very justifiable reason yeah. to be mad and you are but handling, you're remaining civil you're remaining very i hate but we thank you yeah. so
1: much and this is the exact type of conversation we enjoy we love, and we encourage. This,
0: even though we ruined something yes something.
1: and not only did he ruin the big second act twist but he mapped out the entire ending of the movie as well like I said, I've already seen the movie, so it wasn't spoiled for me, but I think you owe your listeners more than spoiling a relatively new movie and writing it off as trash, trash just because one of the three hosts saw it and hated it. Please be more careful in the future for the sake of all us film nerds everywhere. A valid point.
0: Johnny, you're <laughs> correct.
1: A lot of time, I like this Johnny guy. I like, I like Johnny. You're right.
0: We're, we're sorry. Um... When he did that, part of me was like, oh, That's why we sent Dean to Australia? That's why Yeah, he's <laughs> never coming back with yeah. this very crime that he's committed. <laughs> um, you know, typically when we have a new guest on, although we didn't do it today, but we didn't need to, yeah. usually we say, hey, real quick, before we record, no spoilers, don't, right. don't spoil a movie. Mm-hmm. That's why we do the special spoiler apps. Dean just was really mad, and we're yeah, not yeah. gonna tell him no. Yeah, um, he, just,
1: he just went off. He just went yeah, crazy. Yeah, he had an axe to grind. He
0: did have an axe to grind and a boomerang.
1: He had a suicidal axe to grind. He
0: he was mad. So (laughs) a third act. (laughs) I would just say this, Johnny. uh, You are you are justified. We are sorry, Um, Dean. is having some mental issues and <laughs> no, I'm just, no, no Dean, just, Dean's fine. We're not mad at Dean. He but, quit his psychiatric meds and bought his own. Bought his own talk show, and that's why he's. You know, technically,
1: ready. he did uh, let us know that the NSA is the one that ruined the movie. Sure, they're the, the one. That you know, it.
0: this ra- <laughs> this never this kind of stuff rarely happens. We never we always try to prevent it, and we try not to let these spoilers pop out. But yeah,
1: we'll, we'll be more um, aware of it in the future.
0: More aware of it. It was just, we then got on so many jokes because of it that it was right. like, I didn't want to edit that out. If it was just a one-off where he just yeah. like blurts out a spoil them
1: without, Then there would have been five callbacks that would have made no sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we can't, we got to keep the jokes in, Johnny. That's yeah. that's the one, sorry, brother. That's The, the, the yeah. jokes are landing. So
1: this was a hashtag work it and leave it.
0: This was a hashtag work <laughs> it and leave it. You, We apologize to you and thank you. And we thank, honestly, guys- we we know you're not going to agree with everything that is said on this show, no. and we love these healthy discussions. We don't. we don't. I don't agree. I don't. I don't. I don't like what I said on this episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm mad at myself. I think I'm
0: stupid. I'm going to you... <laughs> write myself
1: a, an angry Twitter.
0: <laughs> I'm going to block my own Twitter feed yeah. <laughs> from myself.
2: Next week's letter will be from you both. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, this guy is me. <laughs> Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini were furious at episode 266. Um, first of all, you mistreated your guest. Yeah. <laughs> you broke up his marriage. You're a goddamn awful host. Uh, but thank you, Johnny, and... Uh, we're sorry, and and Dean's going to be on the show again a bunch yeah. of times. So,
1: <laughs> and we want to say too, we're we're getting a lot of the bugs out of the uh, the website, and you guys are using the message boards now too. Now, the other thing is, there's a lot of there's some functionality like we want to test. to Like, could you guys go into some of the articles and see if you could post comments on the articles? Because that's the next thing we want to make sure is working. Because you could actually go to like Neil's um, True Story Review and post a comment right on the article.
0: Are we at the place yet where people can share that? from the website like
1: another great question graham let's find (laughs) out uh if you guys could be our beta testers on some of the articles if you could comment and see if you could share it to facebook or twitter the article specifically that would be great awesome good trolling right there yeah
2: (laughs) why don't you just see if it works yeah (laughs) (laughs) get some shares and likes
1: (laughs) because honestly this is also how uh we find out when stuff is broken on the site we don't really know until you guys tell us
0: all right, guys. Well, that is our episode. Man, we covered a lot of films. We do,
1: and we want to say one thing on a on a personal note. A lot of times, we say that we want you guys to you know give us uh, twenty dollars a year for the site and in the store. But this week, um, donate that mo- that uh, money to the earthquake. Um, in nepal uh, oh, in God, nepal really... the uh there's um the red cross there's tons of organizations that are helping over there pick red, one yeah. and the money that you were going to send us this week send it there
0: yeah yeah and uh the, the red cross has makes it so easy you now you can even just text uh and oh whole, wow for 10 okay. bucks it's even easier. they go they go real simple so yeah because
1: um, that death toll is still rising uh, they brutal. don't even know and it's... they don't they don't have the infrastructure for emergency
0: and rescue um um, I was listening on the news today. That, yeah, that that there's you know there's people way up in the mountains and they can't well, even get to them. Yeah. And, and also too you know here you know this is California's california's an earthquake zone, but the zoning and the money we have to spend on the code like
1: the, we have infrastructure for search and rescue. They, we, well, they not don't. only that, but, yeah. but
0: they have these just brick these giant buildings just ran out of brick that just crumble. Crumble. Yeah, that, I mean just an the ancient would,
1: temples crumbled. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't
0: happen here. So. Mm. Um, all right, guys, help out whenever you can. Uh, all right, that's our show. Uh, we want to thank very much um, Chris Denson for being on the program. Chris, where can people find your podcast, your Twitter, all that stuff? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't I thought you, you guys do were going to say where. It. <laughs> this is, how would
2: you not? Um, I, a virgin Space. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, iTunes, Innovation Crush, uh, Sideshow Network. Innovation Crush and SoundCloud Innovation Crush everything's spelled like it sounds so um, me- and now
0: you guys aren't in the comedy section of podcasts on iTunes you're in the business right we,
2: business yeah okay. we're like we we're right underneath Ted for a while okay but, um, so yeah so like okay. in, like inspiring content so on and so forth <laughs> um, and then me personally Densonology my last name and ology <laughs> uh, on Twitter and that's I mean that's that's, that's good search and, and destroy <laughs> <laughs> uh, search find me and destroy
0: me well thank you so much for for being on the show um all right guys that's episode 266 and of course uh you know uh la podcast uh, tickets all that stuff but um that's our show really appreciate you listening and yeah thanks for everything. the support
1: everybody you and, know everything from you know good reviews on itunes and getting other people to listen spreading the word that all helps too and that that's free
0: um and thank you, Johnny Pomato, Pomato. Uh, keeping you guys your feedback. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keeping, keeping, us, keeping us on track. <laughs> Keep us honest. Uh, all right, thank you, Chris Denson. My name is Graham Elmore.
1: And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Shot First. Han